Hey there, I'm Roy Bell, mental wellness coach and mindfulness facilitator, and I have a question for you. What if I told you you could heal your mind with a single thought? That's right, a single thought. Would you believe me? Probably not, which is why I want to show you how. Join me for my new podcast, Thoughts That Heal, the show for anyone ready to move from inner pain to inner peace. So if you're ready for a life of less doubt, stress, worry, anxiety, and fear, then join me each week as I show you innovative ways to heal every aspect of your life, starting with your mind, one thought at a time. You're listening to Thoughts That Heal with Roy Bell, episode number two. Hey folks, welcome to Thoughts That Heal. I'm Roy Bell, I'm your host, and this is our second episode, episode number two. You know, thank you to everyone that tuned in last week, that showed your support, that shared the podcast, that reached out to me and shared your feedback. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. For anyone that's new here, thank you for tuning in. Your support means a lot as well, and I wanna invite you to like, share and subscribe to the podcast so that you can follow along each week as we release new episodes and your support actually helps others find this podcast. And so I'm excited to have you here. You know, our goal really is to share positive, encouraging and inspiring thoughts that heal, heal our minds and every aspect of our lives. And just having your support makes that all possible. So thank you. So today for episode two, I want to talk about healing your past because this is such an important topic in the grand scheme of transforming your life. And it's so crucial for moving from a life of inner pain to inner peace. And when you think about the model that I shared last week and the fact that I shared with you that many of you are living your past in the present because every thought you think is filtered through your past experiences, the belief systems that you have adopted and developed, your sensory perception, your interpretations of the world around you, the memories that you hold that are oftentimes distorted over time as well. A single thought is filtered through your past. And so in an essence, many of you are living your past in the present. And so the way your mind function helps determine how you find your place in society this culture, and this world. And it's important for how you find meaningful connections and relationships. And it's even important for the occupation you choose. And just so many other aspects of life. So for this discussion today, I'd like to talk about what does it mean to heal your past? Why is it important? How do you get started with healing your past? And what are the benefits waiting for you on the other side? Now, let me start by saying healing your past when it comes to any type of physical harm, violence, and abuse should be considered a process that is worked through over time and in intentional stages. And today's episode is by no means a simple solution for resolving any level of pain or trauma caused by physical abuse. But it is my sincere hope 
that today's episode serve as a simple starting point to healing for anyone that's had such an unfortunate experience. And if you need additional support, I want to invite you to seek out the help of a licensed trauma therapist to help you navigate the healing process. And just know healing your past is possible with the right support and help. Now, for this first part of our conversation today, you know, what does it mean to heal your past? And in order to, to really understand what it means to heal your past, I'd like to start by telling you what it isn't. So healing your past doesn't mean changing it. You know, we can't change the past. The past is the past and we can't undo it. It would be amazing if we could, but it's just not possible. No matter how bad we truly would like for it to be. So healing your past doesn't mean changing it. Healing your past isn't ignoring it either. You know, we can't sweep things under the rug and expect them to go away. We also can't take on a form of toxic positivity as if the past didn't happen. You know, toxic positivity is like putting lipstick on a pig. It doesn't make the situation go away or look better. And when we take on this form of toxic positivity, we really begin to overgeneralize a state of happiness. You know, we're denying, we're minimizing and invalidating our authentic human emotions about the experience. And that doesn't help us. And healing from the past isn't just about letting go or releasing the attachment we have of the past, but there will come a time where letting go and releasing your attachments will serve you greatly, but you must do the inner work first before you get there. And anything less is just bypassing. And again, that doesn't serve you. It doesn't help you. Okay. So now let's talk about what does it mean to heal your past? And many of you may realize by now that healing your past is all about forgiveness forgiving yourself and forgiving others. And so to forgive is when you can stop feeling angry or the resentment towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or even a mistake. It's about moving past that resentment towards someone who may have mistreated you, who may have neglected you, who may have took advantage of you. But please, please understand, healing your past or forgiving someone does not mean you have to allow them back into your life. Let me repeat that. Healing your past or forgiving someone does not mean you have to allow them back into your life. You know, forgiving yourself and others is the process of forgiving the past. But make no mistakes, forgiveness is for you. It's not for them, it's for you. Forgiveness is about healing the relationship you have with yourself first and foremost. That's it. It's not for them, it's for you. And when we can learn to do this, when we start to do this, we'll start to see the beauty of putting ourselves first. Because when we put ourselves first, we no longer run the risk 
of allowing others back into our life that have no intentions of changing, of being better, of doing better. So it's important to know that forgiveness is for you. It's not for anyone else. It's for you. And you have to put yourself first or you're on this huge risk of repeating the past. And here's the other thing. Putting yourself first will only serve to support your ability to create and enforce healthy boundaries in every aspect of your life. It helps support your ability to determine what's negotiable and what's non-negotiable for how you would like to be treated moving forward. And so your boundaries and non-negotiables, guess what? They apply to every relationship you hold in life. Every relationship. To your family, to your parents, to your kids, to your colleagues, to your boss, and to your friends. Everyone. You have to have boundaries around your time, around how you like to be treated, and around how you like to be respected. And you have to know what are your non-negotiables. What are the things you will not under no circumstances, negotiate with others, with the relationships that you hold with others, especially in relationships where there's no reciprocal respect, love, support, or care. Your relationships should be reciprocal. You should receive just as much as you give. They should be mutually beneficial to everyone involved, every party involved. And when they are not, when our boundaries are crossed, you must be willing and able to walk away so that you don't create more wounds, you now have to worry about healing. And this can only be done by learning to forgive yourself first. You have to stop thinking that you are responsible for things that you could not control. You actually had no control. So why do you continue blaming yourself? Why do you continue taking on the responsibility for something that you shouldn't? So you must begin to let that type of thinking go. You can no longer afford to resent yourself for the past, for things you actually couldn't control. And so resenting yourself doesn't help you. Replaying the past doesn't help you. Resenting yourself only leads to forming a more diminished view of yourself, a more diminished view of your self-worth of your self-trust, of your confidence, of the value you hold as a person and as a human being. And here's the other thing. When there's resentment, you really have to question, what message am I energetically telling myself? Am I telling myself that I deserve less? Or maybe I'm telling myself that I am less. So when we let go of resentment, and we start forming new ways of seeing ourselves, new ways of thinking, we can allow ourselves to make mistakes. We can allow ourselves to make mistakes that we can learn from. We can begin to see the beauty in failure and it no longer holds us back. The resentment no longer holds us back. We're not stuck replaying the past. We're not stuck in our past and it doesn't kill our hope it doesn't kill our dreams. And it allows us to truly connect to our heart's desires. You know, as a coach, it's always interesting when I ask the question, if you could have anything in the world, or if there was no limitations, or if you were king or queen for the day, what is it that you would desire? 
And that's a really tough question for many because they, they are holding on to so much of the past. They've, they're holding on to so much of the, the past narratives that they've come to believe about the, the things that they have experienced that they, they lose all hope and ability to dream bigger. It prevents them from dreaming bigger and taking the bold action that they're so capable of doing. Now, just imagine that you had the knowledge, the skills, and the capability to hold a much higher position in your career. What would that mean for you? If you could just walk into the next phase of your career, two to three levels above where you're at, you could lead your organization out of the constant chaos, right? You have everything you need to start that business and hire people, good-hearted people, stuck in other chaotic organizations and businesses. Or you can start your own nonprofit to help the disadvantaged or those most overlooked in society. You know, what would that mean for you? How would it feel for you? I have to believe that it would feel pretty good. And so these are the things that become possible when you begin to heal your past. You can take bigger and bolder steps towards the things you desire most. Now, for many of you, the biggest challenge you'll face in healing your past is connected to this belief you hold that in order to forgive, you must forget. Or in order to heal, you must forget. So somewhere down the line, somewhere throughout life, you've come to believe this, that forgiving requires forgetting. Now think back to a time where maybe you're sitting down with a friend and they're sharing some type of situation that happened to them. And maybe they share it with you. I'll never forgive them for what they did to me because I just, I'll never be able to forget this. Just think about it. We've become conditioned to think that we can only forgive the things that we can forget, that we no longer remember. And it's this type of thinking that keeps us stuck in the past, that allows our reality to be controlled by the past. And you know, this type of thinking will keep our brains on high alert. It'll keep us always on the lookout for danger, even when we're in relatively safe spaces and places. It can consume so much of our energy and even manifest in our body as aches, pains, and discomfort. So holding on to the past and not healing the past has a way of holding on to us because it changes how we think, how we feel, and how we act. You're more likely to make assumptions and jump to conclusions and perceive danger that doesn't exist. And this is never a good thing because it forces us to react in a way that could be negatively impactful to others simply because of how we're reflecting on our own past. Now, regardless of where the belief that we have to forget in order to forgive came from, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Forgiveness does not require forgetting. And forgetting is not forgiving. We can forgive. We can stop holding on to the anger and the resentment, even if we do remember. Because it's, it's like the more we try to forget, the more we actually remember, right? Because 
That's where our focus is going. That's where our attention is going. It's going to the past. And so it's changing our thoughts and our perception about the past that's key. And I'd like to share a few helpful ways to help you get started with learning to forgive. So when reflecting on a past experience you'd like to heal, it's important that you become mindful and aware of the amount of attention that you may have previously given to the content versus the context. So let me tell you what I mean by that. When we look at our past experiences that we would like to heal from the place of the content, it's looking at the event and saying, look at what happened to me. This event, this thing happened to me. When we look at it from the perspective of context, it's saying, what meaning can I glean that's not about me from what has happened? Those are two different things. Content is looking at it subjectively and context is looking at it objectively. And let me just add, this isn't always an easy process, which is why it's so important. It's extremely important to have someone that can hold space for you and guide you through it. And so by looking at the context and not the content, we're actually able to heal our past over time and learn to forgive. You know, many of the circumstances and situations you've experienced were actually out of your control, meaning they weren't your responsibility. And as a result, these experiences don't get to define who you are and who you become. And so when you can look at the past with new eyes, it creates an opportunity to shift how you respond in the present, despite what's happened to you in the past. And this is so important for anyone who's carrying the baggage of the past in a negative way. It's time to, to shift that outlook, that view you have of the past and say, how can I bring forth the wisdom of the past to help me in a positive way? And when you can do this, you gain the power and the control to not be triggered, to be able to respond and not react to the new situations and events in the present moment. You can step outside of the circle of unconsciousness and reactiveness kept in motion by those that are just operating from a place of unawareness and low frequency vibration. And as you bring this forward into the present, just imagine how much control you'll have in your relationships, in your career, with your friends, and in so many other areas of your life. And when you step back to look at your past from the 15,000 or 30,000 foot view, you'll notice that many of the events of your past were truly about the other party. They weren't about you. You know, they may have greatly impacted you, but it wasn't about you. And when you take this broader perspective, it gives you the ability to see the flaws, the humanness of others. It gives you the ability to see where they were at in their own healing journey or lack thereof. It gives you the ability to see how they thought and felt about themselves. Maybe there was the absence of confidence, a lack of self-love and respect, the absence of so much that they had no capacity to give you the very thing that you needed. And so when you can take a broader perspective of the past, it begins to give you a sense of relief because you can now accept that you are complete, 
that you're whole, that you're accepted, and that you're lovable just as you are. You stop buying into the idea that there are certain things in life that aren't for you. And so by healing your past and learning to forgive, you begin to recognize your own innocence. And here's something interesting. When you think of your innocence, I want you to think of your light, the light you hold within. So healing your past and forgiving restores the function of shining your light in the world, of radiating your light in the world. So forgiving and healing your past is how you expand the intensity of your light. It enables you to show up in service for others so that you can guide them through the darkness. It allows you to truly see the truth of who you are and to return to who you are. You can let go of the doubt, the blame, and the self-hatred for what actually happened to you. Because it was never your fault. And you're not damaged. You're not broken. You're not incomplete. Healing your past is the process of remembering. Of remembering who you are. And this is when that cloud, the darkness, and the fog are no longer obstacles to your ability to see. They no longer distort your vision or prevent you from navigating your own journey. And all of the discomfort, the guilt, and the pain begins to melt away. It allows you to focus on your strengths and not your weaknesses. And each time you, you go through the process of forgiving, you become stronger. Because it washes away the illusions about who you have come to believe you are and how best to find your place in the world. And everything that's meant for you can find its way to you faster because your signal and light radiates brighter. And so this is the reason we heal our past. And this is why we learn to forgive. It's not for anyone else. Forgiveness rights the wrong in your perception. You don't have to be alone to feel safe. You don't have to always be in the defensive. And that's why healing the past and forgiving will help you see with new eyes. You know, you are a light in the world. You're a light in the world, and you bring peace to every thought, every mind, and every person who can see your light, who can experience your light. But just know, healing your past and learning to forgive gives you the ability to see in the darkness. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. All right, y'all. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Thoughts That Heal. And just know, your support means the world to me. So if you haven't done so already, please like, share, or subscribe so that you can follow along this journey. And if you'd like to reach out, you can do so by finding me on the web at RoyBellCoaching.com or on Instagram at, at RoyBellCoaching. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, or any feedback you have. So thank you folks for joining and be sure to tune in next week. <laughs>